Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, adjusting recurring agendas. Here we go. You and I were talking the other day and I was thinking about the idea that change happens in like big chunks, right? We Big changes. And if you get surprised by those, it, it can be pretty challenging, catastrophic in, in some, some cases. But the fact is that the vast majority of we change we experience in life and in, in business and in work happens incrementally. It's small change. We're, we're standing on the beach and the sands are shifting underneath us. And it's fair to notice those that get us in trouble. Yeah, the big ones, the, the big changes are dramatic and they get press and people talk about them. But small change is happening all the time. And because of our focus on the big thing, on the drama, the emotions, the fear, so on at work, we miss the small stuff. And so a lot of times processes that served us very well two years ago are now decrepit, you know, not useful. <laughs> decrepit. I like to complain. De- decrepit. That's, that's, yeah. that's good. And people start complaining. And, and the person who probably came up with the process probably goes, ah, you know, well, this thing made sense. Or it, they may still say it makes sense, whereas people who are actually using it hate it. Um, look, everything decays. Everything we do starts to become obsolete the moment we do it. Um, and we need to constantly be on the lookout for small adjustments. We don't need, uh, you know, an act of Congress, as we would say in the U.S., in order to uh, make the changes that we need to periodically to keep our operational activities current. And if you run a recurring meeting, you probably were smart enough. We hope you were smart enough to set a standing agenda and if you've been in a recurring meeting for a while, you've discovered that the agenda doesn't serve as well. And so this cast is about what to do when change gradually makes you feel that the agenda may have been overcome by events or or just plain old outdated. Yeah. And it's pretty straightforward, right? I mean, I, I, yeah. It's simple. It's simple. You use our technique for printing your agenda to take notes on. Uh, and then you simply note when you actually finish each item at the right next to the start, the official or the published start time of the next item. Um, you have to note when there are off agenda items that come up on a recurring basis. If you're doing a weekly meeting, you take four weeks so that you're not just responding to any given meeting, weekly meeting, let's say, that is unusual in some way. We don't want to be changing a standing agenda that we thought through in advance simply because one meeting is a mess. Uh, all agendas are aspirational, right? And so they're never perfect. None of them are. Uh, decide how you're going to change it. And then you just send out that next agenda and, and include a note about the changes, making sure you tell people, and this is why I changed it, which will really uh, carry some weight. And then you just keep doing this. Lather, rinse, repeat, as we say at Procter & Campbell. Okay. Seven steps. That's that's more steps than we usually cover. So this that's is probably a, like a five-part yeah. five podcast. Yeah. You may, no, don't tell them that. They're going to be, folks will be angry. No, this is a one-parter, guys. I just went really granular so that everybody, in, in, a, in a P into the to historical manager tools, I think we've, haven't we had 12 and 15-step parts before? Oh, yeah, before? We, we have. Yeah, but sure. Not often. Yeah, True. <laughs> So let's go to our, our first item, which is probably, I mean, I don't know, probably 45 minutes. Let's discuss for <laughs> 45 minutes that. printing your notes. Guys, I'm the one keeping this cast short for a change, and Mike is just really <laughs> just trying to drag bad. it out. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so you print your agenda for notes. And, you know, this is how you prepare 
to consider adjusting that standing agenda that you're beginning to feel like may not work. We've recommended you do this with your agendas previously in our meeting guidance uh, in those podcasts. But basically, you take your meeting agenda and you add extra carriage returns, if we still call them that, uh, in digital documents uh, between each agenda line item. So that the last item on the agenda, the close, the end, is very near the bottom of the page. And the items are roughly equally spaced. It leaves a lot of white space in between the items for you to take notes, to handwrite notes. And, and by the way, folks, as we've said before in other meeting casts and agenda casts, you can then simply take a picture of the handwritten notes with the agenda already printed on it, and that can be your notes, and you don't have to type things up and then be delayed and so on. Can we skip the uh, the paragraph we have in the show notes about whether it should be one and a half spaced uh, between lines or two? Uh, two and a half. Yeah. See, guys, again, I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> apparently, this morning, Mike is. I've um, had five I, cups of coffee. Yeah, so. there you go. <laughs> no, okay. No. All right. No, I'll we stop. didn't do that. I'll we're, stop. Not, we're not stupid. Um, although I will say, for licensees, we've included a copy of a Manager Tools weekly operations meeting agenda in the documents here, and it uses a standing agenda if you want to see how that looks. Although I think you can probably figure it out. Um, Again, what that does is give you lots of room between items for handwritten notes. And by the way, in case you're wondering, the most important notes you take in meetings like this, guys, are deliverables. Don't try to write down everything. You're not taking minutes. This is not a parliamentary procedure. It's just a business meeting. Um, but the other thing it does is it allows you to easily keep track of how much time each agenda item actually, actually takes. Yeah, and that's the key here, right, to start recording that. Yeah. Now, now. Typically, what we do is, is if there's a 10-minute agenda item, it only takes six minutes. You don't wait for You don't sit around twiddling your thumbs for four minutes. You start the next agenda item. Um, so, again, agendas are aspirational in the sense that it's rare that you finish each agenda item exactly when you start the next one. But in principle, that's how an agenda looks. So all we're going to do now is note the time when we move from item to item. Now, we've said this before. Agenda items don't actually have end times exactly. It's just that the next agenda item's start time serves as the end time for the previous item. You don't want to put a start and a stop time for each agenda item because you'll have every single time that's listed on there will be listed twice. Once at the end of the, the one item and one as the start of the next item, which is simply wasteful. And it's confusing to people. It adds twice as many numbers but there's not twice as many information. So don't do that. Also, we don't have agendas with durations, guys. Durations confuse people. If I have a 15-minute agenda item duration, but the first two items go a little bit short, and so I start six minutes early, I have to do math and look at the clock to figure out when we're yeah, done. Crazy. Yeah, you don't want to do that. All you list is start times for items, and the end time of the previous item is the start time for the item we're on. So... We note when we actually start the next item right next to its scheduled start time. On the operations meeting agenda sample that we're going to provide, uh, if we go five minutes long on conference update, we handwrite 0840 next to the 0835 scheduled start time of schedule and podcast. And basically what you're doing here, guys, is creating an agenda heat map. 
if you've ever seen a resume heat map, you know what we mean. Um, there's software available now, as I'm sure everybody knows, to track eye movements when you're looking at stuff like web pages or documents, resumes, stuff like that. And if you Google agenda heat map, you'll see examples of documents that have red and yellow and blue spots on them indicating where the reader's eyes were and for how long to get you a sense of what people who are reading it, in this case, in, in the example that I'm using now, resumes, uh, it was recruiters, where their eyes are and for how long, what they're looking at. Despite everything that's on a resume or a web page, there are certain areas that get more attention, right? Because what matters on an agenda isn't where you look, but rather how long you spend per item, noting the actual start time creates a heat map of where there's interest or whether a 10-minute item should be 15 minutes or whether a 15-minute item should be five minutes and so on. The agenda is only a plan. It's not set in stone. So it's good to measure how accurate the plan is by seeing if the time spent on items behaviorally as opposed to aspirationally matches the time you plan for. And one of my favorite anecdotes is this concept reminds me of. Um, it's the story of the architect who was commissioned design to design a portion of an urban university. When he presented the plans, the trustees complained that there were um, there were no sidewalks, only grass. And the architect replied that no, they were intentionally left out. Students would walk on the grass, leave trails and patterns of where they wanted to go, and then they'd put the sidewalks there. And this is partially true. Essentially, what we're doing is adjusting based on what the behavior is. Because look, you can't rigidly enforce an agenda. If somebody's having a great discussion and you simply cut it off at 10 minutes, you're not doing the organization any favors. Because again, that agenda was come up as a plan. It's not, you couldn't see into the future and know exactly what people wanted. Right. So this is the way the, the, the actual times are uh, at the equivalent of the uh, marks in the grass. Yeah. And so what you end up with is an agenda that shows the printed start time and then the handwritten start time. So you can compare and go, where do we take more time? Where do we take less time? And so on. Good. Now, there's another thing that shows up that might affect the agenda is um, topics that occur off agenda topics. And they might recur, right? Yeah, they recur and they take up time. Um, you can do this during the parking lot discussion if your agenda is smart enough to have a parking lot or any other time that something comes up that's not on the agenda, but maybe related, maybe associated with something and doesn't, you don't spend long enough to throw it into the parking lot to cover it at the end of the meeting. Maybe it's a recurring need for a particular discussion about something, or it's a report that isn't giving you what you and your group need. Um, I don't know, maybe it's questions about an ongoing project that suggests the reporting guidance you, the, the reporting guidance you gave months ago is flawed or, or the report isn't even needed anymore. In fact, one of the reasons I wrote this cast when I did is somebody told me yesterday, Mike, Mike after operations, says, you know, we change operations agenda periodically. I said, yeah, we do. We set a standard and then it adjusts. A couple of minutes here, a couple of minutes there. I mean, you don't need to fine-tune it down to a minute. Um, and I said, yeah, that's pretty normal, right? We want to keep it current. We want to keep it serving the purpose of the meeting and the purpose of the business and so on. Maybe even an entire discussion that you're having isn't even on the agenda, but it takes enough time and it's important enough to get its own line item. 
or just the opposite. Maybe you have something <laughs> in the agenda, and it only takes two or three minutes each week, and nobody seems to have any any energy around it. Um, and there's no person politically powerful who wants it on the agenda, and so it needs to be quashed. And if you're going to do that, and there is somebody whose ox would be gored <laughs> if you <laughs> quash it, you may want to have some data before you do that. And basically, do whatever works for you. You could underline the things that come up. You could circle them. You could put an asterisk by them as a reminder. Hey, these are things that we're talking about um, that potentially affect the agenda. And I have to ask myself later when we gather data on this, when I look at my, my data over a few weeks, do I think it justifies changing the agenda or are those really just targets of opportunity? They're inevitable in meetings. They take three or four minutes. It's fine. You know, there are random series of things, not a problem at all. Right. You mentioned a few weeks, and it implies that you're not going to go through this exercise one week and then all of a sudden change your agenda because of what happened that particular day, right? We want to look exactly. for trends, right? And and so yeah. what, what's, a, what's a reasonable amount of time to analyze the data? Yeah, I, I recommend four weeks. Uh, I, you know, I make an assumption that people know that monthly meetings are rarely, well, usually ineffective, rarely effective, let's say, either one of those. Um, and so I think of meetings usually happening as weekly. If you have a daily meeting, then you might adjust it after, you know, a week's worth of daily meetings, but basically about four iterations, about four weeks worth, enough to make sure you're not overemphasizing one random meeting, but not so many that it takes months to note and, and make helpful changes. The problem with taking, say, eight, 12, 16 weeks is 16 weeks is four months. I think that's a little slow to change and as busy as everyone says they are and as changing as the world apparently is, which I don't think the world's changing any faster than it was 20 or 30 years ago, but I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. In some cases, you're going to realize that something has been needed to be done for weeks and maybe you don't need a month to gather that information. It just hits you, gosh, there's been a pattern here and I've been missing it. But I would still say to you, take two weeks worth of meetings to make sure you're right before pulling the trigger on that change. And then you'll be able to describe that you did this process when you announced the change, which will dampen and mute uh, any complaints or concerns that are suggested. Hmm. He or she with the most data wins. Always, yeah. always. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Always. I, that's that's been my entire life experience. It's all about data. <laughs> it's all about data. Yeah, data trumps relationships, right? And is, yeah, that new, exactly. is that a new managed tools principle? Yeah, new fundamental principle. It's the Ozan principle. Data trumps relationships. Yeah, I should like you. I should get along with you, but the data suggests that you're really not going to be worthwhile to me. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna snub you. So don't look for that one in Horseman's Laws. That's not going to be the next one. Yeah, it's not. I'm just. No, I'm gonna mull it over. I'm gonna take four weeks to decide. Right, right, right. <laughs> you kill me, throw you throw me right, off. Kill, I'm completely killing me small. Completely yeah. me okay. So now we have to change the agenda, obviously. And yeah. in that it doesn't mean necessarily just extending that particular item or shortening a particular item. It might it might involve a number of trade offs. Yeah. It probably means taking some time away from one to two items that maybe finish early routinely and giving those newly available minutes, if you will, to other items that need more time. But you can also take time from an item that takes all the time allotted to it every week 
versus only cutting items that end too soon. If you have a topic that you believe needs to be added to the agenda, it's possible that you could get one of the other agenda items that takes 20 minutes done in 15 minutes if you pressed a little bit, but you've never pressed before. The thing to keep in mind about agendas is if something is close to being done, it'll fill up the whole time. In other words, if it's a 15-minute agenda item, if it's 12 minutes and you're talking with professionals who know agendas, it's going to go 15 minutes. It just is. Whereas things that would have gone over if you're facilitating appropriately will end on time. So the one thing that writing down the actual start time or the end time of an item next to the start time of the following item is that it's hard to tell the difference between an item that's 15 minutes long that just barely filled up the 15 minutes and the 15 minute item that really had 20 minutes worth of stuff in it but it was facilitated to get done in 15 minutes. So you could look for uh, a 15 minute, 20 minute, 30 minute item that you could cut five or 10 minutes out of simply because in your estimation, there is some room for becoming slightly more crisp for compressing it a little bit. And I have to say that over and over again, one of my fundamental principles when it comes to efficiencies and making choices about time and being effective, one of the things that I think people miss is that as a professional, if it takes you an hour to do something today, you need to know how you're going to figure out how to get it to 50 minutes sometime in the next three to six months, and then 45 minutes after that. And now you've gained 25% efficiencies, right. which you can apply to something else. I'm amazed at the people who say to me things like, well, he says he doesn't want to get promoted, so he can't change. No, that's wrong. He's going to be 5% more efficient this year, or he's going to be 5% more effective this year than he was last year. It's simple. It is the inexorable uh, requirement of, of all professionals that you figure out how to maintain a high enough quality standard while figuring out how to do it in less time because time is money to organizations and to you. Um, what's amazing to me is people say, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And then suddenly they have a flash of inspiration and realize there's a different way of seeing something that gives us an enormous advantage and suddenly I'm going to figure out how to find time to get that thing done while keeping all the other plates I'm supposed to be spinning in the air. And they do. And they don't work a lot more hours. And suddenly, they've come up with a nice little game changer that's really can help their career and help their boss or their division or department or whatever. And these are the same people who said a few weeks ago, oh, no, I don't have, I don't have any more time. Right. And society benefits by getting more and more sophisticated products and increasing our lifestyle and, and, and prices going down. Yeah. Products get better and prices go down. Hmm. I wonder how that happens. You don't have to wait until you have inspiration to figure out how to spend less time on things while maintaining quality standards. You can do it now. You can make that a fundamental part of how you work. And the great people do all the time. And I just had some inspiration around how to manage the agenda items. So if I have four or five items that routinely take less time than on the agenda. A, then, a bunch. You mean four to five, like a bunch. Yeah, like a bunch. Right, of, yeah, right? yeah. And I, yeah. I, I shorten the meeting, right? I can decrease yeah. the length of the meeting, right? Go from an hour to, to 45 minutes. Don't necessarily say, oh, it's an hour meeting and we've got five things that go short. And so therefore, we have time to do other stuff. Don't assume that. Yeah. Maybe right. we can shorten it to 45 minutes. Yeah. And conversely, if I have some that go that go long, a couple or, or more that go longer, then um, 
I lengthen the meeting. So it's an hour meeting. I just make it an hour and a half meeting or, you know, hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Here's something else, folks. If you don't have agendas and you're not facilitating following our guidance, there is no meeting within the sound of my voice that if you're scheduled to do it in an hour, I couldn't do it in 45 minutes. And we could apply that to almost all the meetings that don't have facilitators and don't have agendas and so on. And I'm not talking about a separate facilitator. I'm just saying you as the leader, as a facilitator. And suddenly, we could finish all of our meetings in 45 minutes, and we could be on time to the next meeting rather than this meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting kind of situation. Are you suggesting then that, that I'm wrong, that we wouldn't necessarily lengthen the meeting? That yeah, I, I mean, that's where you going? could. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, okay, as a general rule, Try not to lengthen meetings whenever possible. We're trying to get efficiencies here. We're not saying never. I mean, there are other tools you can try first. You can be more assertive as a facilitator. You can use the parking lot more aggressively. You could also separate the role of leader and facilitator because sometimes you're the leader and the facilitator, which means you're responsible for both process and content, and neither one gets done as well as if you were focusing on one or the other. And if you're a leader and if you develop your people, what you want is for your people to facilitate the meeting so that you can be fully engaged in content because facilitation is, of course, process. Okay. And then... You're telling me what we're going to do next. Yeah, we're going to send out the new agenda and we're going to note the changes. Once you've decided what to do, announce to the attendee group what the new agenda is going to be. You can either send it out or you can post it to whatever internet site your team or project group uses. Um, but the key thing to do here is to describe what you've been doing over the past few weeks. Tell them you've been keeping track of behaviors and timings during the recurring meeting. Explain the information you've gathered. It doesn't have to be more than a few sentences uh, to be persuasive uh, in our experience. In other words, you will be perceived as monitoring the health of everyone in the meeting and the meeting itself when you share, hey, listen, I've been keeping track of when we start and stop times, and I've discovered that we don't spend as much time on this and this, but we really need more time on that and that, so I've shortened those and lengthened these. Um, been doing it for the last four weeks. Happy to talk about it at the end of next week's meeting, if you like. I got to tell you, I used to keep notes like this, and I used to change meetings, and it didn't work nearly as well because the first meeting, people were like, well, why is there a change in the agenda? I'm used to the agenda being this way. I don't know. Really? You're going to fall on your sword about not changing? I, <laughs> I Come on. And then I realized, I got to start telling them, hey, look, I've been keeping track. And every time I showed them um, notes, start times on old agendas, they're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, you're right. That's fine. Good. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Cool. And then keep doing this, man. Get better Don't and do better, it right? <laughs> on one meeting. Constantly ask yourself, how long is this going to take? It's going to take two minutes. That's all. Well, it'll take longer than that if you have to upgrade your skills and learn how to run a meeting professionally. But once you've done this once, it's pretty easy to repeat it whenever you like. And it's going to keep your meetings effective. It's going to make your agendas crisper. And people will appreciate it and will continue to say for years and years and years, I don't mind going to his meetings. He knows how to run them. Right. Then it wouldn't be a bad habit to get into just simply uh, recording the, the start time of each agenda item, just as kind of natural course of business, right? I mean, yeah. You're looking at the clock anyway. You're managing the time of the meeting. You're managing the agenda. Why not Why not take two seconds just write down the time? Yeah, gather some data. And you always have it. Yeah. Good. So, wrap up. Print your agenda out for notes, spreading it out. 
Note when you actually finish each item. Note those off-agenda items that you may need to consider. Gather four iterations worth of data. Decide how you're going to change it. Make, make the changes. And then send out or post the next agenda with notes about the changes and how you got them so people will be uh, understanding of it and appreciative, frankly. And then just keep doing it. This is an easy way to avoid the lessening relevance, the lack of attendance, and the waste associated with meetings whose structure remains the same while the world around them changes. It's pretty much dead simple. Awesome. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner. All right. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. We have more for you next week. See you then. So long. <laughs>